a welcome to another video and continuing yes continuing my uh, deep dive into the year 1970 when I was only 16 years of age uh, I've been dipping into the genres from the releases and now I'm going to have a, a, a go at the second episode looking at prog rock uh, prog rock was pretty integral to my listening at this stage of my uh, life and so it were is worth a, a closer look than some of the other genres uh, and in this video I'm going to uh, try and cover four albums uh, as long as I keep the time down so I'll cut the chatter and get on with the first one. First of two albums that were released in 1970 by King Crimson in the wake of Poseidon, which was their second official release, uh, released in May of that year. The album was recorded uh, amidst a lot of instability in the band, several personnel changes, uh, but it's very much uh, a sort of uh, a twin of the first uh, album uh, in the Court of the Crimson King. Uh, the mood of the album Poseidon is replicates to an extent the uh, quick changes uh, from serene to chaos uh, that is reflected in the uh, uh, first album. It really does indicate how versatile uh, the musical aspects of uh, progressive rock were. And a quick point about the album cover, um, lots have been written about this album on the internet and I'm not going to go into too much depth but the album cover was called The Twelve Archetypes or The Twelve Faces of Humankind and painted by Tamo Dijong in 1967. And it reflects the Poseidon, the Greek god of the sea, uh, connecting the feminine water theme with the uh, tarot card, The Temperance. And yeah, I found all that on Wikipedia. Uh, I won't tell you any more about Wikipedia, but uh, I think that is a useful piece of information, seeing as we often stare at covers. Tracks were written by Fripp, uh, Pete, Robert Fripp, that is, and Pete Sinfield, apart from Cat Food. I'll tell you about that one in a bit. We kick off with Peace of Beginning. There are three short extracts uh, titled Peace. Uh, this one starts off with uh, a tranquil lake voice, uh, and it's sort of setting up the explosion uh, that ends with a dulcimer. Uh, and then we're straight into pictures of a city. Uh, it's a slightly slower uh, 21st century schizoid man. Uh, that's how I view it anyway. I feel it's a bit better, mind you, more expansive before we float off into that city and slowly the crescendo is recycled. The horns, lots of rhythmic horns and a heavy monotron impact and freed Fripp's speed guitar is something to be uh, noted. Track three, Cadence and Cascade. Cadence and Cascade have got it eventually. Uh, this is a beautiful folk ditto really. Lapping waters in a mill pond. Very English. Delicate acoustic uh, uh, guitars with piano. Uh, it's got a, a, a little bit of uh, jazz piano courtesy of one Keith Tippett and the solo flute 
calms those feelings after the opener. Then we're on to the title track, Eight Minutes. It's the centerpiece, really, of this uh, album. The Mellotron combines the instrumentation alongside Haskell's strong vocals. Uh, the harpsichord uh, is meshed in with other Mellotron tricks, and it's given a full orchestral sound. It's wonderful for its time, a bit too long, then. Uh, and so that's the, basically side one. Two opens with the second episode of Peace. This is a theme and it's instrumental. Uh, and um, neat acoustic melody from Fripp. Then we get into Cat Food. I particularly like this one. It's a very, very different sort of uh, a, a type of uh, a song of uh, uh, the King Crimson. Uh, it was a surprise single as well and got into the charts at the lower end. Lots of jazz here. The funky rhythms and high uh, flute-like piano and very zany lead work uh, by uh, Tripp towards the outro. The vocals are way out there, sang by Lake. It's a dig at fast food consumerism and all it entails. And then we reach the uh, piece, The Devil's Triangle, which is a completely instrumental piece, uh, which basically uh, takes up most of the side. The second side, that is. It's uh, apparently a version of Mars from the Planet Suites uh, by Gustav Holtz. And it's dominated by the Mellotron and guitar. The piece has uh, been meticulously analysed for interpretation uh, in rela relation to the classically related uh, uh, feel of it. But its complexity is well beyond me. Just to say it starts quietly and builds march-like, equivalently to a death march, with a cult-like religious negativity. It's very trance-like uh, and very disturbing, and it's definitely an acquired uh, taste. It's in three sections, and rest assured, it is powerful electronic progressive music. But I can ha it can hardly be described as rock, and uh, Mars... Symbol symbolising the Roman god of war uh, would seem to be an apt description to this piece uh, because it has got a military uh, uh, flavour. It's off with the third instalment of Peace and End, which is Tranquility after the uh, Triangle. Um, and uh, basically, that's about it. Uh, as I say, there was two albums, and I'll maybe get round to the second offering, uh, lizard uh, in another video um, so basically that is the second uh, album uh, and uh, pretty good one it is too just to show how unpredictable I am I'm going to now select the second offering which is the second album by Van de Graaff Generator uh, sorry that's incorrect it's the third album by Van de Graaff, Van de Graaff Generator but the second that they released in 1970, and it's called H to H E, who am the only one, whatever that means. I know what H to H E is, courtesy of my uh, scientific education and the periodic table. Uh, as I say, uh, released uh, at the end of the year, um, I'll probably include their second album that was released at the start of the year in another video. video. Has to be said, a lot of great ideas in this. Uh, it's similar to the first, 
um, and the songs uh, seem to relate certain things of significance to the human earth. One, uh, Killer, in the title Killer Shark, Lost, as in the title Lost Love, and a scientific material uh, that's encapsulated in Pioneers Oversea. Now, bassist and Potter left the group in August, midway through the recording, and they continued without a bass player, with organist Hugh Bantam covering uh, the bass guitar in the studio, uh, and uh, King Crimson's Robert Fripp made a guest appearance on guitar, uh, and the artwork is featured by uh, uh, Paul Whitehead, and quickly the personnel, there'll be a slide of this, uh, Pete Hamill, uh, David Jackson and Hugh Banton, and finally uh, Guy Evans on drums. There's a slide with the details of the personnel, so I don't need to go through uh, all the instruments that they play, but they are all multi-instrumentalists. The tracks then, let's go through these quickly. Killers opens up. It Hamill stretching his words when he says the word dance, it becomes dance. The avant-garde instrumental section with the sax blaring out uh, hits you immediately against the main thrust of the tune. It's thrilling, it's thrilling. The sax blares away, but Hamill is the inspira inspiration for this awe-inspiring piece. And midway, the improvised instrumentation exudes power. Sax, yes, there's lots of sax before the riff returns. Uh, next up is House With No Door. A gentle melody starts off this with some soothing flute which filters into the piece. There's some nice piano throughout, however, and it's a song about someone who's had difficulty forming relationships and was unable to have meaningful contact with other peoples. Uh, the house is a, a metaphor for your brain, apparently. Uh, and uh, uh, that's what I uh, interpreted this uh, uh, for that track too. Tracks are pretty lengthy and you can have a look on the tracks list for the actual time. Track three, The Emperor on His War Room. Very scary lyrics, it has to be said. Fripp appeared as a session guitarist and he immerses you in the overall sound and it certainly packs a punch. It's about a tyrant who tortures people indiscriminately but is ultimately haunted by those he has tormented. The music joined together two different sections, a, a somber opening and a closing, uh, combined with a bass-driven rock section in the middle, featuring Fripp's uh, work and the impressive horns which glide over the sound. Uh, next up is Lost. Uh, Hamill's vocals cement uh, this song into the instruments, solidifying the overall sound. The instrumental passages have a more avant-garde jazz field. And then to the closer, Pioneer Oversea. This is very experimental and takes a lot of listening to. Uh, it's co-written by the saxophonist David Jackson, assisting Hamill. Uh, the song has a strong science fiction element to it and was about a group of astronauts who managed to travel faster than the speed of light hence the C in the title. As a result, they go into a time warp and experience a living death where time passes in a non-linear fashion. 
and they're unable to return to Earth. Yeah, it has some very complex arrangements, this song. Uh, a bit of a stop-start feel to it. So it's for me, it was a bit of a slight disappointment. But really, in terms of the overall uh, package, this is a pretty solid uh, uh, third album uh, from a band uh, who have, over time, uh, developed almost a cult following for their, uh, uh, their classy uh, work. So uh, give it a listen. H2HE, Who Am The Only One by Van de Graaff Generator. <laughs> 